it is time now, being Wednesday afternoon, to turn our attention to Consumer Talk. And Wendy Nolo, I believe you've got a bit of a mixed bag for us this afternoon. I do indeed. Um, we're going to start off with a topic that we covered in a show back in February of this year. Um, we spoke about Celsius unilateral terms and conditions tweak, which meant that many subscribers who'd signed up for SIM-only uh, data contracts um, on the understanding that they could cancel with a month's notice at any time. So that was the big sell, right? Yeah. Um, suddenly, um, they discovered, um, Celsius says they sent notices out, which I have no reason to doubt, but, you know, we, we often ignore those kinds of notices because we think it's spam or, you know, yeah. whatever, and this is a reason why you shouldn't. But anyway, um, the, the upshot is that many people discovered when they wanted to cancel, take advantage of that um, no early, you know, cancel cancellation fee out that actually Celsius had taken it upon themselves um, from November of last year to um, convert them to ordinary 24-month contracts, meaning that if they wanted to get out, they'd have to pay um, a fairly hefty cancellation penalty. Um, So... I the gen- that sounds criminal. But well, it's not. That's the thing. Because the, the general response was just that, variations of how very... Dare they yeah. do that? Um, and and it's true because all all telecoms contracts, whatever network you're with, the fine print entitles the company to change key terms and conditions that hit us in the pocket, such as a monthly subscription or uh, we told you you could uh, escape this without penalty, but actually, haha, <laughs> we've changed our minds. It doesn't matter that you have a binding contract. It's actually not that binding. It's binding on you. It's binding on you. You don't dare deviate yeah. from what you agreed to at all and tell us that you're going to pay us less because of um, prevailing circumstances, financial circumstances <laughs> in the market. But um, it is, it is, it is, uh, I think it's unconscionable. And yeah. actually, um, you know, because as I say, it, it, it's consumers don't have the right to do any such thing. And the Con- Consumer, Protection Act, te- Consumer Protection Act technically does protect us from companies inserting terms and conditions into contracts um, that are, um, as as the Act puts it, unfair, unreasonable or unjust. There's a whole section devoted to it. And to summarize, it says a term and condition of an agreement is unfair, unreasonable or unjust if it is excessively one-sided in favor of any person other than the consumer. The terms of the transaction or agreement are so adverse to the consumer as to be inequitable or the fact, nature, and effect of that term, condition, or notice was not drawn to the attention of the consumer in a conspicuous manner and form that is likely to attract to attract the attention of an ordinarily alert customer. So you can't cater for the person that just refuses to uh, pay attention to anything mm. when they're contracting. But um, I would say certainly if the contract was sold over the phone, um, the uh, agent would have to say, um, please be aware that while you have agreed to 200 rand a month over whatever – that um, we do reserve the right to change that if if, if conditions um, require it and um, whatever. There's no cancellation penalty on this. That's what we've sold it to you as, but we actually could change our minds during the course of this contract and say that when you want to get out, you do have to pay a cancellation penalty. Unless they do that, and I've, and I've opened, uh, taken out quite a few cell phone contracts in my time um, over the phone and in stores, and that's certainly never been no. pointed out. But are any of the authorities, do any any of the regulators have any interest in saying you can't do this? No. So be aware that whatever cell phone contract you sign, whatever those terms are, 
the cell phone company has the right in terms no. of its small print to just go ahead and change them. Admit, and they all do it. They all do it from time to time, not every year, not all the time. So you could have a cell phone contract that remains completely unchanged for the full two or three years, but there's nothing to stop the the, the networks from changing that. Um, usually when it's an increase, it's a fairly small percentage, but it still rankles. Um, but in this case, I think to impose... Um, a cancellation period where on a policy on a contract rather where a cancellation penalty on a contract that was specifically sold to you as not having one yeah to me that is a fairly serious uh, deviation from the contract well the so, other thing is surely Wendy if there are enough com- people hmm. complaining about the exact same thing it's an issue it it, it can't be the cell phone company in the right and a hundred people well, that fell prey to this. In we're the wrong. a country of a whole lot of people that complain about the same thing. I mean, hello, load shedding. Suppose, <laughs> what happens? Anyway, so in the past week or two, for some reason, I've received quite a few emails from local and, and outside of Cape Town as well, Salsi clients who have been impacted by Salsi's unilateral switch of month to month Simone contracts to 24 month contracts with these penalties that we've been saying. Um, and back in February, when we last touched on this issue, Celsius Chief Commercial Officer Simon Kize told me in a statement, the company is looking into escalated customer cases on their individual merit in the event that a query has been raised to either provide clarity on these changes or address any deviation from our process where this may have been the case. So armed with that, um, I took up two local cases with Celsius um, this week hoping that the company would deem it appropriate to waive the cancellation fees because the circumstances are, in my view, particularly compelling. So first case was Tando Everly and her family who are immigrating to the UK this very week. In fact, um, on Sunday, Tando was invited her to join us, but she's taking advantage of a last South African um, salon, hair hair salon (laughs) visit. And she said, these things uh, take time um, and she's not going to be able to join us. So that's fair enough. But we are going to hopefully... takes precedence. (laughs) Yeah, I totally understand. We are going to hear from somebody else whose case I raised raised with Salsi. So so Tando and her family, knowing that they were going to be immigrating sometime around now, um, they didn't upgrade. That word is just a, a euphemism. It's yeah. actually taking out a whole new contract and, and committing yourself to a whole new contractual period. Um, they didn't choose to do that when their old uh, cell phone contracts expired or came to the end of their initial period, as the industry puts it, because they didn't want to be liable for cancellation fees, knowing that they would be gone within two years. Of course. So um, they they specifically told the Celsius consultant that they were immigrating and that, you know, and so they bought these um, these two contracts, took out these two contracts. Now when they came to cancel, they told that um, almost 1,600 rand was due on each contract as an early what? cancellation penalty. As I say, I, th- I thought that this case was particularly compelling. They claim to have let me know via SMS in February, Tandor says, but they cannot provide any proof of this and I definitely did not see an SMS with this information. So I'll see if it could prove that it sent that advisory SMS uh, when the new T's and C's were applied to this contract and most importantly whether Celsius would consider waiving those cancellation fees amounting to almost 3,200 rand under the circumstances. And then the second case I raised concerned um, Mark Gastella. He was told the same thing. You can cancel at any time with month's notice, no cancellation fees payable. And what for me made this case worse 
is that Mike wanted to cancel his original 99 Rand per month data contract at the end of his initial period last year. In other words, when you could cancel, he yeah. could cancel for no penalty because his 24 months was up. But he was convinced over the phone by an agent for Celsi to sign up, well, to agree to a new contract with more data. So he's going to get a better deal and he could cancel at any time without any penalties. And when he tried to do that, Recently, because he's um, got himself a better deal with another network, um, he was told, okay, you can, but you will be paying us a penalty of 1,500 rand. Um, when, um, this is, and it gets worse for me, when he protested about this, saying it's not what he was told over the phone when he took out the contract, instead of being told there and then, well, actually, we unilaterally changed the terms of that contract and now there is a cancellation penalty payable, he was told, well, go, you, you can listen to the call recording then, go to a cell C. They never email it. I mean, he's 75 years old. Oh, come on. So, yeah, and it's easily done. Just email it. We have the technology. Yeah. No, they make him schlep off to a store. He went to the cell C store in N1 City and... Um, there, he was told, we don't know anything about listening to a call recording. No, you can't. Okay. So, <laughs> so shocking. wasting his time. And then when he got hold of retention, Salsi's retentions department, and in a phone call, that's when he was told that the terms had uh, changed. So that was my case number two to, Sal- to Salsi, saying, under the circumstances, please will you waive this yeah. 1,500 rand uh, penalty early cancellation penalty fee. Salsi's response from um, the same chief commercial officer, Simon Keys. A few months ago, Salsi revised its terms and conditions on early cancellations applicable to 24-month SIM-only contracts in line with the industry norm for post-paid products. Yes, that is the industry norm, but it doesn't change the fact that they were sold something different. And that's why it was so attractive, right? Yeah. Um, the changes have been communicated, MQZ said, to customers well in advance and in accordance with ICASA requirements. This is what the SMS, uh, this is how it read, and it was sent to both Tandor, Everly, and Mike Costello. Dear valued customer, we have updated, noted, not changed or amended. We have updated, which sounds positive, doesn't it? It does. Our terms and conditions to include an early cancellation penalty, which will be effective from the 11th of November 2021, and then click here for more details. Um Mkise continued, the company continues to look into escalated customer cases on the individual merit and in the event that a query has been raised to provide clarity or address any deviation from our process. Okay, I suppose some of what I've mentioned could be a deviation from their process, I'm not sure. Tando got hold of me this morning before her appointment to say, I wanted to let you know that I've just received a call from the escalations department at Cell C. They are cancelling the contracts for us with no penalties. I'm assuming this is because you contacted them. I'd like to thank you very much for your help. It is so appreciated. Excellent. So I um, got hold of um, Trevor, um, sorry, Mike, oh, yeah. um, earlier to say... Um, I'm hoping that you have similar good news. And he said, actually, no, I haven't heard a thing. So hopefully we have uh, Mike on the line for, to tell us. Do we have him? Oh, no, we, I believe we don't have Mike on the line Okay. Yet. All right. So anyway, what he said to me off air was um, that uh, 
he might have got that SMS, but he probably skim read it and thought that it didn't apply to him because his he knew what was in his contract. Yes. He, didn't, he didn't click that this was something new, and um, he just said, you know, it was it was it was given such a run around, and he really had left a bad it had left a bad taste in his mouth, and um, I'm hoping that next week can report we can report that uh, his one thousand five hundred rand was similarly um, waived. But um, yeah, so I think I think the real message here is well, first of all, I think it's disgusting that none of the regulators have challenged. I think it's appalling. I mean, int- yes, prices are going up. So introduce it um, to your new contracts, not the ones that have really committed of to course. you at a, at a certain rate and under certain terms. It would be like you know when the price of uh, you know I don't know. When price increases happen, let's apply it retrospectively to something that's already been bought. It's not. It's not okay. So no, I think it's completely appalling. Um, just to, to interrupt you though, Wendy, Mike is on the line now. I believe that Rafik has got hold of him. Good afternoon, Mike. Hello, hi, Amy, and hi, Wendy. <laughs> Hello. I'm just sorry to hear about the absolute runaround you've been given. It's it's just shocking. It, uh, it, you know, I'm sort of in a state of disbelief. Um, you know, if I had a 24-month contract and they changed the T's and C's to modify it to, in one way or another, I can understand. But I didn't have a 24-month contract. And when the guy phoned me last or when I last year phoned to, to cancel, the guy convinced me, look, why don't you just carry on on a month-to-month basis? You can cancel any time you like. Um, that that uh, device that I was using is now packed up completely, so I've got a new one through another provider, and I don't use it at all, so I'm paying for nothing. Wendy, you know, they always say this call is recorded to monitor customer whatever, whatever. Surely Celsi's got a a recording of that call where the agent told Mike to cancel at any time. Absolutely, but they reserve their right in terms of the terms and conditions. No. That's how it (laughs) works. I know it it does offend offend any right thinking person that's not in the cell phone industry. Um, So it's just something to bear in mind when you go and commit yourself to these contracts that. That can change at any time, and the cell phone companies have proved that they can and will do it when they see fit, even to existing contracts. As I say, no one's stopping them doing it with new contracts because conditions change, mm. whatever. Mm. But um, no, to, to it, me, it's not changing a contract. To me, it's creating a contract without, with uh, unilaterally. Yeah, I mean, if you did not think you were signing up for any long-term commitment, then exactly as you're saying. Yeah, it's creating a contract in terms of which you are. Um, you, you can't just cancel with a month's notice. You have to. Um, uh, you, yeah. you have to um, pay an, a cancel, an early cancellation penalty. So when would the contract? When would that? Would that 24-month contract then only cancel, Mike? How long are you locked um, in for? It's sometime next year. I, I can't remember yes, the month. It's that a long time. I must check on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, hoping. It's terrible. Hoping. <laughs> look, they 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 waived it for for yeah, the family, and I'm thinking your cases particularly. I think the circumstances were particularly dire. You know, telling you to go into N1 City or to your closest Celsius rather than just telling you right there and then. Well, actually, we've changed it. Sorry for you. You now are yeah. liable for a cancellation penalty. So, um, let let us know if you get that call. Um, I will do. Holding thumbs for you. Thank you for for joining us. Sure, Mike. Mike, Thank you for joining us. And I'm so sorry. I'm irritated on your behalf. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your assistance, Wendy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Cape Talk.
Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. Welcome back. It is three minutes to go until we hand over to the Eyewitness News team. So we've got a bit of time to reflect one of the WhatsApps that's come in, Wendy. And I'm just interrupting your uh, schedule of events here because no, this, this is in uh, line with the cell phone yeah, please. conversation that we've just been having. And Richard in Club says, Hi, Wendy. A couple of months ago, I started receiving several calls from Vodacom saying that I was due for an upgrade. I eventually went to do this last weekend only to be told that my contract was indeed due for an upgrade, but I would have to pay money in because I still have six months to pay off my device. Surely this is misleading and they should be transparent when telling you that you are due for an upgrade. I totally agree. Um, I've had a few complaints about that and I've, I've been a bit remiss and not sharing this issue on air. Um, absolutely. They, they are pandering to or capitalizing on um, a certain cell phone customer who regularly upgrades wants the latest upgrades I hate that word yeah. who regularly <laughs> takes out a new contract um, to get a new phone um, and uh, so they're waiting and waiting and you get this call and it's like, oh great but obviously in your previous contract your um, cell phone was financed pretty much over the term of that contract and so if you upgrade early in inverted commas those three months or I haven't heard six months that's bizarre um, that must be maybe if it's a 36 phone. month contract they do it um, uh, six, six months because phones have got so expensive now they to get the, yeah. the, 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 the payment to an affordable monthly figure they, they've now extended the contract it's like cars that can be financed over nine years or something ridiculous <laughs> or at least eight anyway um, so yeah, those months don't magically disappear they don't write them off again now you start so you have you, you have a new contract plus a carryover of those unpaid yes. uh, subscriptions for the other phone. So, um, yes, thank you. I'm going to make a note. That is that is a really um, a little uh, – I think it's a bit unconscionable. Yeah. So it's to get someone interested in that first call, they should say, you may upgrade, but just bear in mind um, – You'll that be paying you, for two phones still, for a certain amount of time. For six months, you'll be yeah. paying off two devices, and it'll be quite a hefty before you get excited and pursue it further. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to follow that up. Thank you, Amy, and thank you very much for that comment. Thanks, Richard, in Tumbwurzkloof, and Wendy will follow that up, as she said. So let's look address this WhatsApp very quickly before we go on to the car loan one, because it is a little bit lighter. We can maybe have a giggle. Uh, Mark says, hi, Wendy and team. What is the position when you purchase a vehicle and the dealer has its name all over your number plates, as well as a sticker or branding on your back window? Should I invoice them for advertising? <laughs> <laughs> and so we should. I, um, I, I ripped them off, of course. Um, and uh, and then when you take the car in for a service, it comes back with another one on because you forgot to tell them not to. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. I agree with that. Um, unless I have some particular affinity, or, or I don't know for a brand. I mean, yeah, I don't. I don't it's irritating. You can understand why they do it. Yeah, but, of course. Um, uh, but yeah, it's irritating. It is a little irritating, exactly. All right, let's go into more serious business now, and let's look at uh, settling a car loan. Speaking early. staying with cars. Yeah, staying okay, in the so. Yeah, you need to listen to this if you are wanting to settle your car loan early, if you've got a, um, a windfall <laughs> and uh, you think, I don't want to be paying off this car. As I said, you, that some of these contracts go on for, for eight years now. Um, standard is about 70, 72 months, which is six years, which is an awful long time. So um, 
you you don't get you don't just in most cases you don't just get to pay the settlement balance so trevor wrote to me last week to say that he hoped i could as he put it exert more pressure on west bank than he'd been able to he said i refer to a copy of the national credit act and i'm going to come back to these words in a bit i refer to a copy of the national credit act where it states clearly that for early settlements where the value is less than 250000 rand there can be no penalty interest charge he'd received a settlement quote from west bank which was 181,000 odd, um, but uh, he would be made to pay an, a penalty interest charge on top of that of 4,621 rand. And uh, Trevor was most unhappy about that. I'm a self-employed pensioner, he says, and COVID-19 has been extremely bad, nearly put me out of business, and in the process I saved the business, um, but I sucked all my life savings. I would appreciate your help to get a refund of this interest penalty. I didn't think of it at the time, but he clearly had a lump sum available if you you know to settle the car as opposed to not pay that um, instalment every month. He took out this loan six years ago, November of uh, almost six years ago, November of uh, tw- not six years ago. It was four almost four years ago. Um, sorry, I'm talking nonsense. It was a six-year loan, 72 months, taken out in November 2018. Um, so it's, he's only um, not quite four years in. And the original financed amount was 358,000 Rand. Okay, so um, he owed less than 250,000, but the original financed amount, the principal amount was 358,000. So I raised the case with Westpac and asked for clarification. Mm-hmm. And um, first of all, they said out of goodwill and based on the customer finance history, um, uh, Trevor's with Westbank, we have prepared a write-off, which is currently with the processing department to be finalized. The discount of penalty fees is discretionary and the NCA allows the financer to define the conditions and make a decision. So it's not standard practice. Okay, so that I'm still left with question marks about the legality. So I took another look at Trevor's complaint email. And when he, while he did refer to, um, he was quoting from what he called a copy of the National Credit Act, I could see that what he'd done, he's obviously done a Google, and the, the information he got wasn't from the act itself. It was from a post on the Arrive Alive site, which is something to look out for. Always check the source when you're online. Look at the look at the website address that you're actually on. Okay. Okay, so he didn't realize So he wasn't the, accessing the, the official information? Uh, no, he wasn't okay. accessing the act. He was accessing mm. um, a description of the act uh-huh. that appeared on um, a, a Arrive, the Arrive Alive website. Um, I don't want to get too bogged down here, but Basically, what the NCA, the Act itself, refers to a large agreement of more than 250,000 Rand, not what the balance is, which mm. is how Arrive Alive um, had interpreted. They referred to the settlement balance. It's not the settlement oh, balance. Okay. So I, w- I went to the, um, I checked this out with the credit regulator, and they said, um, yeah, he said, uh, they said that uh, exactly what I've just said. It applies to the description of whether it's a large credit agreement or not. Large being over 250,000 Rand is, a, is the principal debt, not what you're owing on it at the time that you want to mm. cancel. Um, but it seems to me that given the massive escalation of cars, and bear amount, the amount of 250,000 Rand is the financed amount. That's so yes. when they've added all the interests and everything else in. Yes. Um, and so it's very difficult to buy a car. I mean, obviously, barely a used car, but um, certainly even sure. a lot yeah. of secondhand cars where you're going to come on and under 250,000. So pretty much 
you know, most overwhelming majority of people who want to settle their car loans early will be made to pay um, a penalty interest. So they they're getting their money early, but they're still penalizing you for interest that they would have got from you. So it's it seems backwards to me, like upside down. But it is good to know that um, they 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 will apply discretion to that amount if you push back. Although Trevor said he had pushed back, but anyway, I was very happy to help him, and he he emailed me on Monday to say, "Nice surprise! The amount was credited in my account on Friday already." So oh I was very wow! Happy, but I just wanted to put that out there as a warning around that to factor that in, and know to to you know push back a little, yeah, and say. Uh, you know, can you please revise that amount or my circumstances aren't such that I can, you know, afford that and or whatever. Great. So, well, well you done it. to you, Wendy, and well oh, done thanks. to you and congratulations, Trevor. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. Hi, Amy. Hi, Wendy. Usually after a two-year contract expires and you don't cancel it automatically becomes a month to month so following today's discussion does that mean that if you do not actively cancel or renew the contract the cell phone companies would therefore be allowed to automatically lock you in to another two years this is a key very very good question That's that used question. to be the case yeah. before the consumer protection act came into effect um, the original, uh, the legislators originally wanted cell phone contracts to end because of this situation. They wanted them to just automatically end at the end of that period, mm. which most people think is the case, unfortunately, which isn't. The industry pushed back and said that wouldn't, you know, could put consumers into, in an unsafe situation if they need to make a call and they didn't realize this, you know, it's always about the consumer, right? So they did a compromise and said that um, within 40 to 80 days before the contract expires, the company has to reach out and mm-hmm. say, these are your options, your contract's going to reach the end of its initial period. They don't talk about expiring because they don't actually expire. And you, whatever. they dress them up as marketing messages, which most people ignore, okay. But if they, if you don't actively cancel and give them a month's notice, so if your contract was ending um, at the end of uh, August, you would have to put in your cancellation by the end of July for it to actually end at, at the end of August. Otherwise, you've got another month at least for September. But if you do nothing, it does roll over to a month-to-month, though. It doesn't lock you in for another two years. It means that you're now on a month-to-month basis and you can cancel at any time with a month's notice. Okay. But you must just watch out that often your subscription, which actually should reduce because you've now paid your hardware yes. off, your yeah. phone or whatever, yeah. um, sometimes it actually increases because they say now the discounts fall away. <sighs> and that's the way they entice you into taking another contract for a better deal. Jeepers. So be aware of that. It's dreadful. Um, it seems like you can't win with these cell phones. You've, you've just got to be on your game. You've yeah. got to understand how they work. So, so I hope that's answered the question. All right, it is 14 minutes to 3 o'clock. Just a reminder, this is Consumer Talk. My name's Amy McIver, standing in for Pippa Hudson today, and I'm joined in studio by Wendy Nola, and she is here and available to answer all your consumer queries. So if you'd like to put a question to her, you can give us a call right now, 021-446-0567, or send a voice note on 072-567-1567, which is what this listener's done. Hi, I'm calling about uh, Pippa's... Um 
talk she's doing around the cell phone packages and upgrades. I recently had someone call me from MTN to upgrade my package and uh, was told that it was an obsolete package. Uh, was not told that it would cost me an extra uh, 600 rand to move this package and suddenly I got a bill uh, for my next month. I feel that this is a money-making racket, that they actually just called me to do that. Yes, I should perhaps have gone and said, no, let me go into an office, but previously I have had good service over the phone and got actually received a new phone that way. Um, but the fact that she didn't mention that the upgrade came with an, um, a 600 rand fee to, to move from one package to the next um, seems very misleading to me. So um, I felt like I needed to share that as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing that. It was indeed misleading if it is true that there wasn't a mention. Often it's a... Um, I'm talking about this issue with Bruce and the money show tonight. Often it's there, but it's very fleeting, which is also, it's not okay. Um, so um, you don't say when this happened and um, how long you've been paying that extra 600 rand a month, which you didn't um, budget for, but um, you do have a right to the call recording. Um, I feel very passionately about telesales and how many consumers are prejudiced by telesales calls. Mm. So um, it, the consumer National Consumer Commission is on record as saying that if there's a dispute, um, the consumer is entitled to um, access to that call recording. Um, I would like to see the Consumer Protection Act amended to say that it has to be sent to you within five days. It's it's an electronic process within one yeah. second. Yeah. Uh, it should be done within five days within the cooling off period so you can cancel if you're not happy. But um, what cell phone companies do, and we touched on it briefly with Mike's case mm. um, contesting his cell C um, contract uh, terms is they'll say magnanimously oh you can go to your local branch um, of whatever network and listen to it there so you're like the child in the principal's office yeah. being they controlling the whole process but um, and even in Mike's case they had no idea about oh yeah to I mean that was just, just a, a total fail but in this case I would most certainly um, ask for that. Ask for it to be emailed to you. They can do it because I've seen it happen many, many times. If they absolutely won't, then go in and listen and make notes and specifically listen for a mention of the extra cost. And if you don't hear it, you would have certain grounds, certainly have grounds to cancel the contract and get a refund of what um, you've paid so far Good because of, uh, it's been misleading. And I would appreciate you letting us know via email and we'll get to that in a sec. Um, whether you did take it up and, and what happened if you did. I hope that that listener is still tuned in and that she she goes the extra mile and does that. Thanks, Wendy. Now, let's go to the lines and we've got a call from John in Mooley Point. John, good afternoon. What are, Have you got a question for Wendy? Indeed. Um, good afternoon. I recently bought a kettle and it's a very minor thing, but it, it, when I read the, the, the fine print there, it says the warranty is for two years, I think it was. But provided that you keep your original packaging and box, et cetera, it came in. So the question is, uh, would it would it cancel the warranty if I if I don't have the box? In other words, if I take the kettle back after six months, it's yes. not working. Will the, will the warranty still stand? The answer is yes. However, if it if the kettle malfunctioned within six months of purchase, that uh, that is Consumer Protection Act territory. The, the implied warranty. It's called an implied warranty because it applies whether the the retailer likes it or not. Um, that uh, is in place, and that is your your best guarantee. So that. 
that gives you the right to choose the remedy. Um, you can choose between a refund, a replacement or a repair. Whereas from month seven, you are at the hands of the um, manufacturer because um, it's a voluntary warranty and they can make up whatever terms and conditions they want. And they will say you, there's no um, recourse if you don't have the original packaging, which is nonsense. What are they going to sell the faulty kettle in the same original box? I don't think so. Um, I, just, I just regard it as a barrier to, to, to recourse, warranty recourse. Um, I just emphasize in the first six months um, – the Consumer Commission is also on record on this, quoted in many of my stories, that, um, and, and so is the Ombudsman um, for that matter, that you um, you don't need to produce, you, you do have to produce proof of purchase because they want to see when you bought and how much you paid and when or whatever, but um, you do not uh, have to produce the box. So it's a bit of a catch-22 because you don't need to keep the box. And this is relevant if it's a big product, like a, a large screen yeah. TV. I mean, who wants a massive box no, around? No, but you, so you don't need it if the thing goes wrong in the first six months, but you absolutely do need it if oh. it goes wrong after seven months. So you really are, you do have to keep the box. John, how old's your kettle? No, no, no. It's, I bought it a week or so ago, so, and it's still working fine. It was more of a, a academic question so than a real the box. question. Keep the box. I would keep the box if you have space. <laughs> At least a, a kettle box is not so small, uh, not too big. And what we've discovered, because we recently bought a, a large <laughs> TV, you put the smaller boxes inside the bigger box in the garage, and that solves some of the storage <laughs> problems. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, John, for the question. Thanks, John, for calling in. And now let's go to another John, but this John is in Tableview. John, you've got a question about bond insurance for Wendy. Hello, Wendy. Good Hi, afternoon. Hi. Um, hello. Um, I have a, a bond insurance on my house uh-huh. with the bank when I, when I bought the house. And my policy then was for half a million rand. Now, sorry, when you say bond, that's sort of a credit life cover. So that should you have that's, a disability right. or, or, or death? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm with you. That's right. So I, I originally it was for half a million rand. Right. So this year I, I get a statement of my bond account because I'm down to about 100,000 rand. And I noticed the insurance premium was taken off for the full year. On, on my um, account. Yeah. And I phoned up the bank and I said, why is the insurance so high? So he said, no, but we judge it on half a million rand as your policy. So you're paying insurance on half a million rand. So I said, but my bond is only 100,000 now. Um, surely you should cover me for just 100,000 rand because that's what I owe. So she said, well, when you if you die now before you paid the bond off, we will pay your your balance of your bond off. Yes. Your point exactly. my point is so you're going to pay me out a hundred thousand rand, but I've been paying for the last ten eleven years on half a million rand. That can't be right because now you're taking more in premiums based on a hundred uh, five hundred thousand. Yes, but you but you won't pay me out on no. My what state. a good question! On, so, on half a million rand. That's a so good question. Well, yeah, so especially for those. And I'm sure we have many it. listeners who've had a bond for a very long time. Yeah, and are paying. I think it's one of those things with all insurers, you know, you've got to phone up and check that everything's correct with it. You know, what's the what's your payout um, value on your phone if it gets stolen? Because mm. that's often way out. We've covered mm. that on this show. Mm. Um, 
and so you're paying f- too much. And I think thank you for this because I think it's uh, I have a very new bond, so it won't apply to me. But I think many listeners are overpaying. Yeah. They they they're paying an amount that applied to what their bond originally was. Yeah. They've now got it down to very low, but they're still paying as if they were going to be paid out that yep. whatever it was. Um, yes, thank um, you, John. That's very very. Wise and uh, illuminating John, advice. Yeah, John and Tableview, thanks for that call. And definitely something that we should keep our eyes on for, for a potential talking point in the future, Wendy. Um, let's go to the WhatsApp line because there's a really interesting question that's come in uh, by text message here saying, are we as clients allowed to record the calls as well? Yes. For example, use Truecaller to record a call. Of course, why not? And okay. I, would, I, I should have mentioned that actually when I was having my little rant about telesales <laughs> because... because um, Yes, especially as so many corporates that they transact via phone. Yes. In other words, the call recording is the mandate. It takes the form of, it takes the place the of a of a written contract, yeah. right? So or printed contract. So, absolutely. Why should you have to beg and scrape and visit stores and everything else um, when you should be entitled to your own copy as you are if you, if it's a printed copy? So. Yes, absolutely. I once did say that to someone. I said, please take note, the calls are recorded. Um, and then I said, okay, well, I'm not going to agree to anything unless you agree that I'm going to be sent, uh, emailed a copy of this call. And there was just silence. And I think she hung up. But it would be fun to say back to the person, and please take note for my own protection. I'm, I'm also taking, making a recording of this recorded. call. Yes, by me. Very good point. And these apps are available, um, you know, very easily available. Most of us have smartphones, so I would very strongly recommend that, yes. Oh, it's always such a, Thank you for a the, busy for and full segment when we're in your company, <laughs> Wendy. The lines are ringing off the hook. And I'm afraid Mark and Rhonda Bosch, Anthony and River and Edgar and Elsie River, we're just not going to be able to get to your Sorry. calls today. But please do try Phone next again. week. We'll make Next time. week, yeah, as well as all your messages on the WhatsApp line. I'm so sorry we couldn't get to them all. What are you? What have you got for us next week, Wendy? You're asking me now. Don't, I have <laughs> little idea. Um, maybe Don't the piano on one. Night. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I should have the piano story. The piano that dropped. They wanted yes. 15 days. Remember? Yes. So we should. Ha- I should have that. Oh well, I won't be on air, but I'll definitely be tuning in for that <laughs> one. Wendy Nola, as always, thank you so much for joining us in studio. And if you'd like to send Wendy an email, you can do so. Consumer at nola.co.za. She'll be back with us again next Wednesday between two and three. Thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Amy.